What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's the mix here on the Mayo Media Net, presented by Jock Market with your host, John Legaza at J O H N L A G H E Z Z A on the Bird app. The big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. To it, man. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. I'm not going to ask you for a like on YouTube until I deserve it. And, man, I've been up since the crack of dawn prepping to bring you this. It's the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere. We're doing it all as far as daily play. If you're unfamiliar, welcome aboard. Thanks so much, man. The interaction and everything has just been way beyond expectations. I really do appreciate it. It's because we're doing things a little bit differently. We're going to tackle Jock Market. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. The way the value plays have been going, man, that $100 is more than enough to do work. I did really well yesterday on the Jets' Garrett Wilson. He was like below 3 bucks, and he finished near the top, and he floated all the other rest of the garbage players that are kind of chased. But that's how you do it, man. Jock market, you just get paid for being sharp. We're going to be doing the blue chip stocks here, which are just the... Highest projected players per run the Sims over to penny stocks, which are not necessarily the cheapest, right? Because we're trying to win tournaments here. It's the cheapest players on a cost per point basis. I think that's really where we've been able to stick out. And then I've got a player prop or two. And if you really hang on to the end, we'll lay out how all the betting stuff is going down. This weekend was pretty good. Doing well in these old props. I think that's the best way to do it. You know, props very rarely clear by a yard or two i feel like if you hit you hit it really well that you might as well go and get that plus 80 plus 205 that way you can cover other losses again it's more about execution and strategy than just player names all the nuance and the context that you get when you roll with us here at mayo media net all right let's get right on into it for the audio only listeners i do have a lovely graphic up if you want to jump over to youtube or on Twitter, I'm going to try and provide these images. Again, not to over-explain the blue chips. The highest projected players are exactly who you think. Remember, we have two games tonight on Monday night footballs. It's the Titans at the Bills and then the Vikings at the Eagles. Let's just blow through it. It's Allen and Hurts at the QB position at 27 and 25 with a chunk of separation down to 20 for Cousins and a chunk of separation down to 16 for Tannehill. Remember, when it comes down to projections, try not to overreact to decimal points, even single points, but you definitely want to look at percentile tiers. That absolutely makes a difference to the running backs we go. Cook and Henry at 18 and a half or above. Henry at 19.7. Again, to me, 19.7 18.5 are pretty much the same exact thing. What it comes down to for me is going to be the cost and then the projection, the stuff we'll get into in the next segment. The Miles Sanders also like the big teardrop down to Sanders and Singletary, both around 12 to Moss and Gainwell around 8. You can see that kind of precipitous drop-off really where we have two teams that have a central focus in the backfield and then two teams which are just really the opposite, although we're going to talk about the Bills in a little bit. There may be one of these players I like a bit more than the others. The wide receivers, Jefferson and Diggs, of of course, above 19. Two players that can be the best player on the slate when it comes to jock market. A.J. Brown and Thielen between 15 and 16. Gabe Davis at 12. Bobby Trees, Robert Woods at 11. News not out on Davis. They're saying that he's going to play. Of course, if he doesn't, that's going to change how we attack it. Books are already onto it. Isaiah McKenzie, 
and um, the other slot receiver props are not out. How am I? Jameson Crowder, right? Stereotypical slot receiver. I'm going to say Jarvis Landry, but right, it's the same. Has anyone seen them in the same room at the same time? I'm not so sure. So if Davis is going to be out, of course, there are going to be the, that ripple effect, the subsequent effect. We're going to have to rerun the projections. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, again, at John Legaza or MLB, NFL, moving averages, follow me and me on the net, or Patty. It really means a lot to us that we're getting this information out there in real time where we're able to help people because that's what it's all about when it comes to injuries, right? Once the injury goes off, this is going to matter. If Gabe Davis is playing, all the people that jump to the next step first maybe sorry they didn't do this work. All right, let's do the tight ends. It's Goddard and Knox above 10, Hooper, 8.5, Swaim, <clears throat> Irv Smith, excuse me, and Munt. Between five and six. Excuse me, just one second. Sorry, I'm getting beat up by like allergies. Anytime we have any kind of weather change, I live by a creek here, it blows onto the screen to my windows, and I just get annihilated. All right, no one cares about that. What we do care about is making money in DFS and jock market. Now, DFS, I think, really important to get. The top players. I know it sounds kind of intuitive, but it's not necessarily the case in jock market because the top player has to rank properly in combination with the cost, right? That's kind of the whole point. What I mean is Allen and Hertz, their prices are set. No matter how many people get into them, it doesn't move. In jock market, the price actually moves. We've seen Allen get up to $12, $13, $14. And again, if you're unfamiliar, the top player on the slate returns $25. So when you get a cheap player that pops off, that's how you make a ton of money in this stuff. Josh Allen, if he's at $12.50, that's 2 to 1 to be the best player on the slate. Now, that's not the only, necessarily the only way to make money. I have it right here on the showdown. Let's say he goes for twelve fifty. So, again, you're looking at a 2-1 to one to be the top player. He has to finish fourth or better, <clears throat> excuse me, to profit. Fourth place is $12. That would just be a marginal profit. But, again, I think something that's really important is in conventional DFS, when you swing and miss, you lose. Like, you lose everything. You're home with zeros most of the time. The payoffs are not very good. Even near the very top, it's so disappointing. That, again, in DFS, I'd rather just play true winner-take-all, which they have now, which I think is phenomenal. They have $9 tournaments against 110 people on DK. Winner gets 1000 bucks on a weekend. That's what I'm talking about. I'd much rather play a few of those and look for the top side to hit for the G note on the low risk and put my money into jock market where... Making a few hits can float the portfolio, do really well across, and now you're talking about making <clears throat> money on your money. Jock market, really, like when they say it takes money to make money, that's what they mean when you're smart, right? When you're shooting the moon, it doesn't take a lot of money to make money because you're going to lose. But if you actually want to make money, you kind of need to have money only because you're thinking about things in terms of percentages. So there's a feather in your cap, hopefully something you could use outside of the sports world. If that did it for you, stick your cartoon finger inside the big man. Press the like button on YouTube because it matters way more than it should. No one cares if shows are enlightening or engaging. It just matters how many likes and followers you have. Like, that's all that. That's all the corporations really care about. It's so funny. You want to sponsor, go get you know likes. That's it. Go get cartoon figures, everybody. Walk around with cartoon figures. All right, enough of that. So I think for Blue Chips, I think that's pretty much it again. I, I, it becomes less about who I like and who I don't like. You know, Henry can be tough at the price because we know he can get scripted out. And I think 
in fantasy play, that's really the thing that I think about the most before we move on, especially when it comes to the blue chippers, right? So if you're going to pay for topside, I think we need the protection of the game script. And I know you would think that would apply to pass catchers, but for Buffalo, it doesn't. The way they pass the ball, the rate they throw the ball, and the willingness they are to stick the knife in you on third down and fourth down, unlike other cowardly coaches. You know, a guy like Diggs is script-proof, even catching the passes. Where Henry, not so much. Cook, so. You know, Sanders, you could see losing out. When they go full pass, it just becomes hurts and throwing. They're looking to protect him. Singletary can get scripted out with pass catching, where I think maybe leads us to Moss, where he's not script-independent. I think he has the pass-catching role. But I think he also has the door to be opened to the top side, where he had six grabs. That time. Let me bring that up. I have some cool you know, usage stats. I've been digging into the Jedi library. Yeah, Moss, you know, six receptions, even only 21 yards. He had 12 touches. Not bad. The rushing wasn't really there, but they are willing to give him the ball. Something that, of course, we're going to look for. Singletary not as involved in the pass game. Philadelphia has just been very hard for me to predict. I understand people do draft them for fantasy and play them in DFS. That backfield is pretty much a non-starter for me. And it's not just the sharing of the carries. It's the fact that Jalen Hurts is probably the best runner there and he does a ton of it. So, you know, you can see why I wouldn't like that. Tight end, yeah, it's Goddard. But the love affair with A.J. Brown kind of gets me scared. So Goddard's really going to be price-dependent in jock market especially. So we know he's a guy that can get into the end zone. Same to be said for Knox. But if they get priced up, those are the kind of guys we have to say... Thanks, but no thanks. And once they crack that $8 mark, they have to finish sixth or better. Kind of hard for a tight end to do that. So, all right, I think that's the blue chips. Let's all take a breath. Suck it up. Of course, Allen and Hurts, any day to pop the slate, as King Henry can. But I don't know in this matchup, I'd rather not bank on that. All right, let's take a breath and get up into the penny stocks, everyone. All right. We are cross midfield. Let's get this thing into the red zone with our penny stocks brought to you by Jock Market. Make sure you download that app because this is really, I think, where we make our money. It's this style of thinking that I think really butters your bread in daily play. Now, of course, it's not just the cheapest players that's not going to do it for us. We need to win tournaments. So I think it's cost per point analysis that's going to get us there. Audio-only listeners, after you're done rating, reviewing, and subscribing, you can hop over to the Bird app or YouTube and screenshot this thing. I think it's not only helpful to have all the data in one spot without me yammering, but more importantly, to get familiar with these numbers. So if you're doing it on your own, you say, wow, this is a really good price per point. Let's dive into it. Hertz and Allen leading the way with the big-time projections. Hard to imagine that they would be the most valuable, not in terms of topside, but valuable in terms of cost per point. They actually have the lowest cost per point on the board. I think people erroneously assign value to low pricing automatically, and that's just not the case because there are returns that we have to weigh it against. So Hertz and Allen both projected above 25 points, so 27 and 25, so similar. The salary, a bit disparate, 700 DK bucks, cost per point, extremely similar, 285 to 280. But when you scoot your way down the board, a guy like Miles Sanders at $436 per point, even though he's at 5.5 thousand, not much of a value there, especially when you scoot on over to the ownership, Miles 
Sanders, 45% owner, a guy like Hurts at 32, means make way for Jalen Hurts and play the third tight end with him if you have to, because Hurts in the third tight end is going to equal you know, five Miles Sanders, potentially. That's just me. These are run the sense projections, which are excellent, but they are medians, and I try and juice them up a little bit. I try and goose them off the bottom a little bit, because I think that's how you get it, right? You need topside plays. Again, you got to be daring, I think, to win in these markets. Get over to the running backs. Derek Henry with a 20-point projection at 7.8. His cost point at 395, right? So very, the same exact salary as Allen with the much lower projection. And also what I mentioned before at the Open, the reason I don't like a guy like Henry, especially in these small slates, he is vulnerable to being scripted out of the game outright. Right, so that's not something we want to happen, which could happen against Buffalo, where Henry just not really involved in the passing game, could just get scripted out if they're down two or three touchdowns, and you pay big bucks for him. So there's a way to not only get the cost per point number, but to then take it over to the salary where you need high expectations. I'd rather be with a player like Dalvin Cook at 8000 a touch more expensive with the touch lower projection like I care. The cost per point, 432 similar ownership. So again, the calculus is very similar, which brings me to the script dependence. I mean, Cook is script independent. He's going to catch balls on top of the 20 touches he had. So a guy with 25 touch potential, that's also a big part of the pass game. And if they do happen to get like beat up a little bit, we got a lot of dump offs at the end. And that's how you really butter your bread. So give me Dalvin Cook over Derek Henry across the board. Miles Sanders, I'm just getting away from that. I mentioned it before. I don't want anything to do with the Philadelphia backfield. Now, granted, in a game like Jock Market, if they end up being extremely cheap, which they never are, especially on showdowns, guys just get jacked up. It's very hard to profit on guys that we're worried about. Because if you look at the pricing there, again, not, not a lot of shows are covering this. They have Jock Market in the title. They're not really covering it. Once he's over five bucks, which you're probably not going to get it, guy will probably be around six or seven. But let's even say five dollars. He's got to be the eighth or best player on the slate. There's two games here: the quarterbacks, the running backs, and wideouts. Going to be tough for a guy like Sanders splitting work and having Hurts in the backfield doing a lot of running of his own. So there's some application. Cook and Sanders equal sign cost per point. Again, you got to pay the salary. So for jock market, it's worth it because there really is a correlation between ownership in DFS and how it plays out in jock market. Again, it's a lot of the same people. There's a Venn diagram overlap. We're trying to live in that center, putting chips on both sides in both circles, hopefully profiting. Into the wide receivers we go. Adam Thielen leading the way as far as cost per point, 15 projection, 5.3 salary. He didn't get the big usage last week. I think he's more of a split-time player. Now, granted, not split with Jefferson, who's really kind of running away with it. But I think Thielen is a really great way to find value at the low cost. And if you get over to the ownership, 27%, as low as you see on the board outside of the tight end. So Thielen really looking good as far as showdown play. Stefan Diggs with the 19.4 projection, same as Henry, a little bit cheaper price so you get the equal cost per point equal projections give me digs i think he's script independent i know pass catchers can be scripted out with a score but buffalo throws up down left or right one fish two fish red fish blue fish give me the bills passing game just all day i worry about the rest to woods aj brown and isaiah mckenzie let's keep an eye especially 
on McKenzie projected for nine points at 4.1 thousand DK bucks, $450 cost per point. Makes him one of the highest on this board, but 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 the big shaking butt remember if Gabe Davis is out, all these things go to heck and a handbasket down to jack up his projection, his DK salary will remain the same, which will affect his cost per point and his ownership. Jock market, you can kind of forget about that. Once Gabe Davis is out, Isaiah McKenzie's probably gonna be too expensive. Don't put the cart in front of the horse. I don't mean to be discouraging you, but I've just been playing it enough that you don't you want to be realistic. Expect prices are gonna be high and get a good, you know, surprise, right? Expect the hope for the best, expect the worst. Also be ready to not pay premiums. I like McKenzie. I think he'll step into the role, but it's very possible Crowder eats a ton of it. He did in the last game. And if you're paying up for big hopes, that's how you get crushed in jock market. I think paying up for big hopes in DFS is the way you get to the finish line in large field GPPs. You gotta be unique and be different. I don't really like that in jock market, especially when you have to pay for it. I think price, determination, everything. One more thing, AJ Brown, 16 point projection. They're not even digging it the way that I am and the rest of the world is. So when I do my hyper aggressive projections, they'll be out. I'll put them on Patreon. Again, they, everything's free right now. So you just check it out. All player props, the CLV model, which we're very proud of. That really is worth the cost of admission on its own. I think if we don't make money on betting, I really don't care because the CLV model is so good. Like if you're not making $2 a week on that thing, being full point, multiple points in front of games, I don't know what else is. And then there's baseball betting and all types of other stuff, betting theory. And of course, Q&A open for everybody. So you get on over there. Pat email really is the man because he cares so much about making everybody better and getting everybody paid. That's everything, right? It's everything. He just, he cares. That's why people gravitate to him. And I care about people. So he brought me in. So he cares about people like me who care about people like you. And it becomes this like weird kind of community. But that's really what it's all about. So you just stick with me if you're worried. We really don't have to pay. We're getting you all the information that you're getting from like every kind of premium site. Last penny stock is the tight ends. Austin Hooper projected for almost nine points, 3.7 thousand. So again, if you're going with multiple quarterbacks, that's where the value is going to be at 350 costs per point, the low 13% ownership. And I don't know what we're going to expect from the Tennessee passing game, but there's a chance they're down early and anybody's viable. I mean, you know, it's just, it sounds weird, you know, for somebody to use all this data and all this analysis and stuff. That's more mean sleep because you can cast a wide net and look for the gems. In a single slate, we have to be realistic without varying these things. I just try and be very honest with myself and how I don't predict the future and how when we watch these games, go, what? Austin Hooper scored two touchdowns. That's kind of how these things are played. So that's why I make price the focus, price plus opportunity, DFS again projections. There really are no projections. Price is the projection ownership in draft, in jock market, if that makes sense, right? As price demand goes up, the price goes up, which tells you everything you need to know about ownership which I like, it's a bit more transparent, which allows me to say thanks, but no thanks. Sorry, that's the penny stock report. It's Hurts and Allen's got to get with him. Off of Henry, loving Cook, off of Sanders, loving Thielen, loving Diggs, off of Woods, loving Brown, loving McKenzie. If, if, if Davis is out and the price is right. So McKenzie's really the big conditional, which probably makes him the sexy showdown play. So there's some calculus for you. And now... We are in the red zone, as anticipated. If you learned anything, please press the cartoon 
finger down below comment i really try my best to get to it all the people that have supported us over from baseball i thank you so very much mr baines i've got my eyeball fixed solely on you people we see you jk and dane and the walrus and tug and all the people that are really honest every single day supporting the work that we do me and you the cork stats crew love you everybody all right come on i got a prop play for you let's try and make some money after we take just one more deep breath which i know i think we earned it is the red zone let's punch this bad boy in the end zone make some money it's the mayo media mix monday night football prop brought to you by jock market the show plays are doing okay we got smoked on people's jones but part of that these I'm, these are so early i wanted the alt prop they're not out Again, McKenzie's prop is not out. Crowder's prop is not even out. So that's where you really want to follow along. These shows are thought to be foundational with laying the bricks. But for the real players, the true nuanced people, then you got to follow along during the day, right? Reports and things matter, especially in football, especially, you know, to move the kind of needle where timing maybe matters more than anything. But I really like this play. It's been hard to get me to chase standard player props, but I do love... This and it's all about the calculus again to the people complaining about outputs. We don't complain about outcomes here, we don't deal with crybabies. That's not how we roll. If you have an issue, go after the process and don't just complain about it, offer a solution. The reason why I've done so well in risk ventures in my life, keeping the lights on and the kids fed in New York City, having to do this stuff professionally at points in my life. Luckily, not 100% of it right now with the way I've done the past two months, but. It is all about what I mentioned. It's price plus opportunity puts you in the strongest probabilistic scenario to succeed. Where if you manage your risk properly, hopefully the ball will bounce your way enough times over a long enough sample that you'll be in the black. That's as simple as it gets. So let's get into it. One, expectations extremely low. Well, let's check that box. 29 and a half yards we're looking for from Kyle Phillips, most people saying who, and that's pretty much the kind of stuff we're looking for early on in the season. We smashed a Monroe St. Brown again yesterday in the old prop. Well, people are saying who? He's he's a wide receiver one. Football is a very unusual game, and it's very much predicated on opportunities, but more so on continuity, repetition, chemistry. When I see these things, boost them to the fore. When we then begin to see utilization, hyper-utilization, check another box. When you begin to see production, you check another box. And when this thing hits the book and it's below 30 yards, you just got to go smash it regardless of the matchup. Like a sorry, not sorry. We know the Buffalo defense is very good. They really are. They're very, very good. Yards per completion and all that stuff. But the thing is this. We're chasing 29 and a half yards. Kyle Phillips last week dominated team target share. Nine targets was good for. 29% of the team targets. He ran 21 routes on 32 snaps. So limited usage. But 43% target per route run. 66% route per snap. 11 yards per reception, more than 3 yards per route run, more than 7 yards per target, 8.5 air yards per target. Those are pretty thick numbers, especially with the low usage. If there's a tick up at 
all. I mean, even if not at all, we're going to clear this one really, really easy. I don't think Buffalo's eye will be on Phillips. More likely, they'll be watching Robert Woods, Austin Hooper, even Traylon Burks, who got a couple looks. He got five targets, 16% of the team target share. His prop is also extremely low. He just had an even lower usage. Burks only played um, 37% of all snaps. A bit lower. I really got to get to at least like 40, 45. Phillips is only at 43, but that game script I don't think was advantageous for the pass. So if we flip that on its head, I think again, I mentioned script independence. I think Phillips checks all the boxes there. Meaning Tennessee is going to look to get up. So we, I like to think of football in terms of punch, counterpunch, punch, counterpunch. Buffalo's going to have their eye on Derrick Henry. Tennessee knows this. So my expectation is actually like play action early. You know, to not give them what they're expecting, even though it's a thing they have to defend. So I'm going to be looking for play action early, which could work to Phillips. He also was getting diverse work. Something I'm also like to look for, 65% of snaps in the slot, but 35 of them also out wide. So they're doing a bit of everything. He's not just reserved to the slot in three-man sets. He saw some two-man work as well and some three wide. So, again, when it comes to independence, in a team that I think is going to get crushed, I'm not the only one double-digit spread hanging out there, probably validates the independence that I'm looking for. So, script independence, low bar to clear, high utilization, and some production. Remember, six catches, 66 yards. So, not bad at all. Is the only buddy really doing anything. So, give me Kyle Phillips over 29 and a half receiving yards. I just love these kind of plays because even if you're down to the last drive, receiving yards, you have a pop. Total receptions kind of look sexy on the book, but if you fall behind, I feel like you need to pace those. 30 yards, you don't really need to pace. If you bet 80 yards, you probably need to pace. You're not going to get an 80-yard catch, most likely. But if you get to 40, you can get one in 40. If you don't get 30 at all, you get 30 on the last drive, you have a breakdown. And again, 30 yards, just the totally a low bar. Totally love that. Checking all the boxes for me. So give me Phillips. Again, if you don't like the presentation, don't take the bet. You don't have to follow me. I'm not infallible. If you think I did a good enough job to pay minus 110 for something, get with that as well. And if I've piqued your interest even more, then make sure you hop over to the Patreon page where we're really beginning to do work. The old prop again was a success. And that will do it. All right, man. Last deep breath for everyone. Ha. Let's get up out of here. Thank you so much for picking up what we're putting down here at the Mayo Media Net. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio only podcast press the cartoon finger down below on youtube get up in the comments i will do my best to answer them hit me up on twitter at john legaza same as the name mlb nfl moving averages work at the athletic the patreon page is still 100 free must 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 see especially while it's free I, it, whatever i mean i don't mean to boast but you gotta kind of toe the line between confidence and arrogance the success that we've had is putting the gambling world into the five stages of grief, I straight up have prominent line makers, handicappers alike, in my DMs trying to figure out exactly what we're doing. 
and I could do it really simply to give an idea of what to expect or again how to how to play the market. Right? It, people think sports betting is about picking the winner. It's not. It's about playing the market. To put yourself in the scenarios I mentioned before. You know, it's just feather after feather with a cap is how you learn. We're using well, first of all, we're tracking all pricing. Remember, pricing's not standardized, meaning two games can be both both uh, you know lined at minus three right two games at minus three but the money lines are different very simply put this happens all the time which means what points have different prices tracking that price per point gives us an indication of volume pockets those volume pockets become a leading indicator of line movements and then when you start to incorporate nfl analysis injury and crucial numbers that's the last part of the artwork, right? So it's science, but also art. Again, a lot of the things that I do, what you have to be is a trader. It's just not objective. You could set bracket trades, which I love to do, but there is an art, you know, to chart reading and understanding markets. Again, people, sociology, um, you know, murmurations, right? The kind of mob, right? Mob thinking, but that's the stuff... That's the stuff that really matters, right? And you kind of understand the mass psychology of the flock, right? When you think about the thousands or millions of birds that all seem to kind of... Like, it's like, how does that happen? How do they all know to go? There's something, right? So there's a natural backing to that. So there's the last feather in a cap. Please press the like button, all that good stuff that matters more than it should, like I said, for the third time. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day when you're done with the book. Enjoy that pay. Make sure you're checking out the channel, all the other great stuff on the mix. The UFC stuff is really cool. The golf stuff Patty's doing is really, really cool. The first line report is coming up shortly. I just can't wait. Football season's in full swing, and it is awesome, everybody. Guess I'll catch you on the flip side. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like lock, yo. Peace.